0: Happy New Year and welcome to the first episode of 2022. We're already two years deep into this decade, my goodness gracious. And today we're going to look at the future by looking at artificial intelligence. What does artificial intelligence mean for marketers and in particular how we produce content? I chat with Andy Lambert, Director of Growth at ContentCal. ContentCal are a software provider that help marketers plan, schedule, and analyze their content they're working on an artificial intelligence product at the moment so when i saw andy's post about this on linkedin i just had to get him onto the pod we talk about what artificial intelligence actually looks like for marketers and what it practically means for how organizations create marketing content is ai ai the doomsday for a range of marketing roles or does it mean we can create better content we cover this all in this episode. Let's get on with the chat. Hi Andy, how's it going?
1: Very well, thanks, Chris.
2: You all right? Yeah, good. Thanks. What part of the uh, what part of the country are you um, you
1: chatting from? Uh, just outside of Reading in Berkshire. Um yeah, so. the glamour. <laughs>
2: the glamour, absolutely. Yeah, I'm in London today. I'm starting to go into London more probably. Once or twice a week. So I'm checking out co-working spaces. Um currently in King's Cross. So, oh, so, King's yeah. Cross, okay. Yeah, it's quite a nice, nice little hop around here. God, it's changed over the last 10 years, my goodness me. That's so um but yeah, thanks, thanks for grabbing the time. No, you God, I know you're busy, you know, growing the company and everything and um yeah, keeping yourself <laughs> say keeping yourself uh, busy day to day. So but it's good to take a bit of time out. Um I wanted to have a chat because I we see, you know, we keeping we we know each other for a few years now and doing a lot of you know chat on linkedin and see see your content drop in my my news feed on linkedin which is great to see and you put something in which maybe we've just had to reach out and say look it's time to catch up with andy and and have a chat and that's basically about ai um and let's you know talking about kind of how will ai impact on how how we produce content uh or plan and produce content in this decade so so before we before we do that, though, let's uh, a bit of an intro for those people, you know, who, who don't know you. Yeah, so yeah, I'm Andy.
1: I'm one of the uh, founding team of this company called ContentCal, which is a content marketing platform. Um, yeah, we've been, well, we used to be a social media agency before we decided that we got fed up with building content plans on spreadsheets. Um, <laughs> yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah, I bet it does. So uh, Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah because we got sick of that we thought we could build it better ourselves so uh um an interesting time of my moving from being an agency into being a software company which was quite a painful transition over a few years um uh, mm-hmm. but as a software only company now um yeah we have about what 30 000 to forty thousand users in about 140 countries uh three and a half thousand customers yeah it's uh it's it's grown fairly well and uh yeah this is a very interesting and timely topic to
2: talk about yeah. so yeah let's dive in chris nice one so um so just tell me a bit about what you um what you'd you did a shout out asking the people for interested in early access to to a platform so um what's that platform oh it's um it's something it's still a working
1: title to be honest so mm-hmm. it's it's really early days and you know it's that whole kind of like build in public type of thing right so yeah nice yeah um products are so much better if you get other people who potentially will use your product earlier on and that's probably it's definitely a learning from when we first launched content cal where we built something we're like oh mm-hmm. build it it'll come we know that we know that with content okay. right And
2: yeah. they yeah. don't
1: come right it's, you know <laughs> so, so this content out cal iq thing the working title i was like let's Let's just see what the, the interest is like, because we're we're about to open up for closed uh, beta access just to okay. gauge a user's reaction. We'll talk more about what it is and AI in general, mm-hmm. but, um, and it was very interesting that the post did really well because lots of people started commenting on it, both to be interested to, to test it out as you were, but also um, displaying a really healthy degree of skepticism. And that's what you want, right? In the early days, mm, yeah. don't want everyone to go, oh yeah, it sounds incredible. Sign me up, you know, take my money. You want people to go, <laughs> sounds good or too good to be true um but also you know how is that going to impact my job because right i have lots of copywriter friends i have mm. uh, friends with content marketers like you um and of course like the power of ai how it's going to impact all manner of roles over the next 10 years is going to be and beyond it's going to be massive
2: exactly so, exactly yeah. yeah it's um and it's, I think it's it's really interesting because it's you know i'm i always tend to err on the side of optimism the fact that actually is using technology to make your job easier you know and you might have to evolve your job you know some more than others you know but i think ultimately you know technology is there to make to make your you know one's life easier um and you just roll roll with the punches don't you and you adapt you, you change and you thrive etc blah 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 you know but it's i think so for me it's kind of it's really interesting kind of seeing, okay, well, you know, technology is advancing at such a pace and so much more than it was last decade. You could even argue so much more than it was three years ago, four years ago. But um, that it's like, right, let's let's look at this decade and go, okay, right, well, actually, what role should AI, artificial intelligence, have in the planning and in particular production of content? Not sure. Let's let's unpick that a bit. What's your view on that? So
1: let's let's go back and think about like AI in general, because there's there's quite a bit of like nuance towards well underneath what AI is. Yeah. So um yeah, well, I'm, I'm, we're not going to make this into a nerdy AI masterclass. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be the guy to deliver that. I can yeah, say. me neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But if we if we think about it more broadly, right? So AI, artificial intelligence, has kind of two layers within it, which is what's called narrow AI, which is what we interact with today, with Siri, with Alexa, it's basically input and output, essentially. Yeah. So you know, a system makes a decision based on um, what it believes is most likely to satisfy whatever query, um, yeah. wherever that is, right? So this is narrow AI, but where general, as they're calling it AI, because it's, it's kind of IBM that very much kind of build the um, terminology around this kind of very much leaders in this space This the mm-hmm. term of general AI which is a bit kind of mind bending is, this isn't something that exists today but this is where AI is headed where using machines to make decisions as if they were a human being able to create yeah. a rational description as to why they made a decision <clears throat> and also mm-hmm. um, being able to make plans for the future that I mean to be fair that in itself sounds like a bit of a dystopian future to be honest but that's <laughs> yeah. to show like that's what people are working on behind the scenes Mm. right so even the ai that we're talking about today is still what's called pretty narrow ai inputs and outputs Mm. and underneath ai which is kind of last um bit of description i'll give underneath ai is other terms that are used interchangeably which is machine learning and deep learning Mm. which all are nested within the whole broader concept of this narrow ai thing where machine learning is all dependent on humans. And we we interact with stuff like this all the time where, you know, where a system will ask you, were these results helpful or useful? And saying yes or no purely is you just teaching the machine whether it's good or bad.
0: Mm. And the
1: machine will make better decisions next time. It's learning, machine learning. But essentially it's, you know, it's reliant on a human to use a human bias to go, yeah, that's good or I like it. But then deep learning is where it all goes a bit sci-fi and computer science and <laughs> they're in way out of my wheelhouse, that's for sure. But like yeah. deep learning is the really interesting thing because that's what relates to the Content Cal IQ product. But it's not like okay. we've suddenly invented all of this, but, and this is the interesting thing because it is becoming so much more acceptable. And as we've started to dip our toe in this world, it's kind of like, as you do in any world, when you start like peeling the onion, it's like, oh my word, there is so much happening in this world. So deep learning concept is all about something called neural networks, which essentially are algorithms. Yeah, yeah, right. Algorithms that help a computer make a decision. And the whole idea of deep learning is to improve the predictability of that result being good. So whereas machine learning is about a human going, yeah, I like it. Deep learning is about the computer using a whole series of algorithms to say, I reckon Chris is gonna like this based on a million different parameters. And it's all about increasing that um predictability and recognizing patterns because the system already knows all the algorithms what the patterns are so mm. if we ask the system to go like um why is a dog a man's best friend it will say, oh, because they're you know loyal hardworking, or whatever and it's learned that through patterns patterns mm. of content that's written online so that is where the final piece of the puzzle why it's all kind of it's worth giving this description so we looked at kind of AI, narrow and more general. It's all about narrow AI. We've looked at machine learning and deep learning. Where deep learning comes into what we're talking about today is that it's all built on this thing that's been generated called GPT-3, which is, okay. you don't really need to know the description because it's it's, it's so nerdy <laughs> and boring. Uh, but GPT-3, I'd recommend everyone, every content marketer, and probably anyone in any form of knowledge work, needs to have a rudimentary understanding of what it is. And spending Mm. half an hour reading will give you the rudimentary understanding, because to be fair, that's probably about as much as I've done. Um, (laughs) But the really interesting thing about this, GPT-3 is a completely open source platform that anyone can build on to to make products, technologies, tools, anything at all, which is what we've used for this content IQ product. So, um, and that thing, that GPT three thing, is a bit is a deep learning neural network, 175 billion different data points, which then gives you an incredible likelihood that the result is going to come back with is staggering. And this mm. is all GPT three is all about written copy. So this is going to evolve to to other stuff. The potential to yeah. be like to create images for you, to create video, yeah.
2: visual, audio, video, yeah, good, gotcha. yeah
1: exactly exactly that so yeah i I would i would expect and we'll talk about this as well it's an interesting subtopic which is you know audio will be really interesting because at the moment we're just talking about text but audio Mm. would probably be the next most achievable thing where um a system could pretty easy take you know your dulcet tones chris and like and talk like you would so basically you could deliver a podcast you're never
2: even on it Mm. which
1: is which is madness in its own right
2: no it is. It's, it's 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 black mirror territory isn't it you know but it's that's one of the reasons why black mirror is so popular is because a lot of it is true is <laughs> real life so yeah really you true know, and it's yeah it starts to get it's kind of
1: good to not get too carried away because it does sometimes at this point when you're you know i talk with it with like like same with you with a bit of like optimism and excitement but like the whole concept of deep fakes and stuff like that fills me with dread right because there are mm. there are some really horrible undercurrents to all of this yeah. but but it's like with any tech it can be used for good or evil right mm. it's an incredible mm. tool same with social you and i spend our lives in social we love it we love the opportunity but it mm. also <laughs> has has a horrible undercurrent to it That's exactly. um, life yeah that is life and that's and I guess, like as as um, content marketers or whatever profession, you know, we just got to make decision. Do we do we want to fight against the progress of time and tech, or do we want to take a chance to learn it and say, actually, you know what? Let's figure out what the opportunity is. Yeah. Well, I've spoken for so long, I forgot what the even question was.
0: But no, it's,
2: I think no, that's no. It's, I think that question served its purpose in terms of kicking things off. for really. you. I think, yeah, what, what, yeah, what you're saying is is really really interesting. I think. I think there's that part which is, you know, so I, there's that part where you've got software that takes the load off in terms of, you know, maybe, you know, scouring the internet for topics and maybe, you know, coming up, creating content automatically. You know, no, but would you go, would you take that content and put it straight onto a platform? No, you'd have a look at it. But in, in the same way that AI will help the law profession massively. Is that you know you have a starting point, go through all that data to come up with something that's going to be right. I'm going to spend my time not crunching the data, but then taking something that I can refine, and you know turn to more human. Obviously, that will that will that will change over the years, but I think that there's that which is about making our lives easier. But also, I think when you when you when you were talking about this, it was that thing about pointing you in the right direction more. You know we're in the business of making sure everyone in marketing should is and should be in the business of making sure that their content is absolutely, you know resonates you know and it's not about going well attention spans are are short so therefore we do short video (laughs) isn't no you find out what is not to say there isn't a place for that but there's like no you find out what is of actual interest to the people that you want to turn into your audience i i've been saying a lot recently an audience isn't found it's created you know let, let's reach the target audience no no it's it's you've got to create an audience by serving them content that they're going to like you know so if you can use technology to help you find what people are interested in it means that more of your content is going to hit the mark and in in turn people will get content that isn't more interesting to them now of course there's the creepy line you've got to be careful not to go over the google creepy line that there's often been talked about but for me that's the kind of the two areas really i think is where where that come to mind when when you talk about what we've just talked about
1: yeah that that whole kind of personal assistant type of thing is a, is a really interesting concept in the way that mm. you know we have personal assistants on our phone to a degree but you know to have that in content marketing is going to be super powerful right because ultimately it's it's still going to be a good while before um, a computer can curate quite like a human. It can't predict yeah. trends, you know, like exactly. the, f- the most random stuff goes viral. Right. Who I uh, one? Maybe I'll go on record with this. But like, tell me one time <laughs> a computer can predict uh, that a train spot on TikTok is going to blow up. Right. But yeah. It's
2: How- brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or a kid, 18 year old kid who's who
2: basically comes up with Twitter spaces karaoke. Yes, that one. That was love freaking. it. Love it. Absolutely. So love it. Um yeah. <laughs> that's, that's
1: because what we do in content marketing is such a like a cool intersection between art and science. Um mm. I, I just always feel the need for the creative mind is gonna be there. But yeah, for the for the actual like grunt work of what we do, because there's a huge amount of um of what we do that is grunt work some people enjoy it right but I'm going to kind of broadly call it that let's there's, there's mm. call on editing for example you yeah. know so let's say if you want to edit out some nonsense that I've spoken in this podcast you know in post-prod um, <laughs> very
2: unlikely mate very unlikely <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but when you're when you're doing that right there's there's brilliant AI tools that can help you do that really well and tell you where where mm. to cut things and stitch it back mm. together create transcripts at the same time so yeah there's stuff that I mean, it's that's a huge time saver for the for a lot of the legwork. Then there's also like you know writing a brief for a blog you want to have written. Say you know what the keywords are that you you want to build a content around. You've done some keyword gap analysis and you think right oh, we we want to rank for X topic. Like you're gonna to have to write a 500 word brief brief and put it to a writer to still do. So mm-hmm. a machine can do that for you. You put in what mm-hmm. topics you want to cover and a machine will do it and that. That is where this whole GPT three thing and Content Cal IQ is what it's all about. Um, taking the load off of saying, right, you've told me you want this based on one hundred seventy five billion data points. This is what I found. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, we have to look at this through, and this is why we're testing it and building in public because you've, you've got to look through it through like a curatorial eye because mm-hmm. you look at. Um, because this is totally AI, and this is a whole, this is one underlying problem with AI anyway, and it's good to, like, talk about positives and negatives, is that AI has bias. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Because uh, it's learned off all the stuff that's on the internet, of which we're humans. It's, a,
2: we're it's a reflection of us, yeah, absolutely.
1: Exactly. So that's, so, you know, you get through that, and I'm sure you'll see it when you start testing content Cal IQ for yourself, Chris, like. You put some stuff in, it will generate like some stuff that sounds like you. A blog, and you'll be like, "Oh my good lord!" Like, firstly, you'll be like, "That's incredible. You've just saved me hours." And then slightly, I'll mm-hmm. be like, "Hmm, that's putting people out of a job." And then you'll look at it more, and you read it more, and think about it, and go, "Well, that's not quite right." And you know, maybe yeah, I'll yeah. It in a different way. Maybe I, it needs editing. There's no two yeah, ways definitely. Because, and one of the the fundamental flaws, and this goes back to all of AI at the moment, and it goes back to that point I said about kind of general AI, what GPT-3 can't do is tell you the rationale as to why it's come up with this stuff. So whereas yeah. Yeah. you and I would write a piece of content and said I've written about this or I've created this because I've seen this, 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 and this. So these are the reasons we've created that. And you go, fair enough, Chris, That I get it. Mm. GPT-3 doesn't do that so that's that's something to be mindful of which means i know one of the one of the topics we were going to discuss today is like where does ai you know and content creation tools like this sit alongside content planning is that mm. it doesn't replace the planning element you know so you still there's a need for a strategist right you're not going to replace the strategist with this quite yeah. yet mm. we're not we're not there yet you still need um you still need your ear to the ground as to what's going on. You still need um, you know, Google keyword planner or you know, similar tools for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you still need to look at things like um BuzzSumo, tools like that to help you understand like what are the things that are kicking off at the moment, what are the trends mm-hmm. that are or even just tweet deck. Those mm-hmm. things we can't get away from uh quite yet, because we still need that human eye to understand what is it that that's trending at the moment what are the kind of opportunities we can talk about what are our competitors doing and what are we not we still need the strategist
2: in us yeah. um so i'm conscious i'm talking loads so yeah. no definitely i think no you think you're right i think there's, there's that, that thing about making that leap you know is that you need that person to go look actually that's the reason it's been done but you know that actually what's been done for you is is looking at all of those data points those, those things that that um mean that you don't have to do so much work but you look at you can look at something and go i know why that has been that has been done um or you have enough data to kind of make that leap to the next thing you do i think let's let's kind of let's let's get down to this is great i think let's get down to the kind of down to the ground of things go okay so what practically speaking let's talk about what AI, and we can talk about content CalIQ if you wanted to. But what what does that look like in the next like one to two years? About about what something like content CalIQ can do for marketers. So
1: yeah, I think I'll talk talk more broadly, and by extension, you'll know that I'm talking about the product as well, because there are be other tools that that do this too. Mm. Um, so where it will go is that there will be a new skill that needs to be developed in the same way that googling is a skill right so if you want to get a good result out of google you need to know what you're asking right um your query means everything um so querying a product like content cal iq or gpt3 is also you know just as important because you're going to need to have some baseline research um you know like this, just take simple stuff like a keyword gap analysis so you've done mm-hmm. that i've had someone do that for you and then you've gone right we need to rank for uh, x pro, x term and then we can then we can put that into into whatever ai tool we're using content cal iq in this instance and say right we're mm-hmm. gonna now put this and ask for you know we're, we're building in templates at the moment so templates which help you generate content which is for the purpose you want it to be for so a template for uh, a title for a blog a template for uh, a long form piece of content a blog an email yeah. a tweet like all of those different formats so we're thinking there's probably about 30 to 35 of them that we're experimenting with at the moment so as long as you're you know what you're trying to query the input you're putting into the machine is solid and you only need a sentence but it needs to be a good sentence um Mm -hmm. then that's going to determine the results that you get so someone that's better at querying a machine will be will get better results
2: okay yeah
1: so so that's that's definitely going to be a new skill that will need to be thought of in, in one to two years um but then from the way that we'll create any written content that will i believe be absolutely transformed Because whenever we're writing a blog, it's usually for a purpose um, of which we'll have some narrative to it for sure. We'll want to edit it. But I can't see a future where someone's going to sit and spend four to five hours crafting every single word. It makes sense for a machine to create a draft for you and or a series of different drafts, which you can review and go, actually, I quite like that one. Build on that and develop that, which Mm. One kickstarts starts creativity. It's a massive, you know, where it's like when when someone gives you a hint of where you need to go. Such a boon for creativity.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, there'll be there'll be <laughs> if we have any copywriters listening to this, there'll be some of them will be spitting their coffee out. <laughs> there'll be like fuming and going, "What you know? What on earth? That's like you know, that's the, that means we're you know we're 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 at, out of a out of a job." But what what you do say is. For me, it, I think you know it stops those blank page moments. You know it does, it does stop you from having dodgy briefs. You know briefs that are very brief, the too brief. You know it's um, it gives you that starting point because really you can't not have that human element to things. In the same way that you know people who are trading, for example, <laughs> rely on rely on algorithms to make certain decisions for them but ultimately it should make them better traders if they had the ability to kind of analyze what's coming from them so yeah there will be some copywriters going oh my god this is like this is heresy you know um that that is very true that is very true but
1: once again i still take solace in the curatorial piece of it and Mm. the fact of making sure that the the piece does exactly what it needs to and to be fair like you know a copywriter's stock in trade isn't just by filling words on the page it's it's about making sure that narrative is is right and yeah. if something can can nudge in the right direction for for narrative because quite frankly you no know, every copywriter will want to do research right and should you know good ones will do research before writing a piece oh yeah
2: absolutely goodness me yeah but fundamentally, worked some great ones over the years worked some great you know great copyrights over the years and they're just like their little research teams themselves research departments themselves it's great which is yeah i mean that's that's a huge skill in itself
1: so mm-hmm. anyone that understands research will understand the value of an algorithm that looks at 175 billion data points before <laughs> something so yeah. you know there's, there's some things that, I, that a human brain just simply can't match and it's it's mm. that that stuff at extraordinary scale um mm. that's where that whole kind of research piece is incredible um to at least just kick start the creative process mm. and then off the off the back of that I think there, there's two other areas of of significant opportunity carrying on the the question about what's going to happen in one to two years because there's then there's a simple like social media promotion of let's say you've created a blog and you want to uh promote it multiple times as you should do right because you know ultimately yeah you need to make sure you drive as much traffic as possible maximize your reach etc um but of course that is actually a really wasteful activity because you know you're going to want to make your social media post different for every time that you're talking about that article. you want to call out something else. but essentially you're rewriting something that's already done. So you're creating a little snippet of a blog to put on a tweet or something like that. Like that's that is a wasteful activity that human beings can be focused on much better stuff rather than doing that. So you can just put in your blogs and this is something that that we've built that's proved to be really popular. Put in the blogs it will then churn out a whole load of social content that calls yeah, okay. out pieces of that blog, along with other bits of research that creates mm. incredibly compelling stuff. So, you know, that that for me, you know, whenever you explain that to anyone, even the most sceptical people are like,
2: oh, it does sound pretty good, actually. You know, yeah, it's, nice.
1: it's just one of the things that we've got to
2: do. Oh, so it's, so that really is like, for me, when you say that, I think I go, well, okay, it's about focusing on create, creating that kind of, quality absolute quality core cool content big rock content you know macro content whatever you want to call it hero content mm-hmm. you know and then using software to help you break that down and times tening the the kind of the value of that content by 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 breaking it down into micro bits of content you Know it's it means if you got it's a bit like if you put the query in the right place in the first, first time and you put good things in first of all, you're gonna get good things out. So I reckon it's it should then help content creators actually create better quality, higher quality content that is actually stuff that people are going to be interested in rather than stuff that is about what we sell to these people, you know. Um so yeah, maybe that means that actually there's gonna be better higher quality content out there because there's more support on on creating turning that quality content into into high volume high volume content
1: mate that's yeah i'm so aligned with that like for for me like a content marketer's stock in trade really is creating that that big rock content or whatever you want to call it cornerstone content has a million terminology but i know (laughs) what you mean
2: so that, that thing that
1: real big piece that you're super proud of that you've like you've painstakingly created in whatever format that ends up being, and it's our job then to like promote that as as far and wide as it can as it can possibly go, right? To mm. to try and maximize the return on all that investment of time we've made in creating the content. So, you know, in the same way we've considered AI as like an a, assistant in kickstarting creativity, it's absolutely there as your kind of assistant to really boost the promotion piece of that, chopping yeah. it up. Multiple different variations, multiple formats—short, long form, et cetera, um, and helping you put that across multiple channels. Yeah. And um, yeah, sorry, Cameron, Chris.
2: Well, I think, and actually, you know, if you are, if you, if you take that approach and you try and serialize, well, if you try and serialize content and you realize you can't serialize it much, that puts a big question towards the content in the first place. Yeah. yeah so actually, I think that that places more emphasis on that quality content because, you know, there's only so many times you can, you can serialize a sales message. Yeah. let so think about the key benefits of this product or working for this company, you know, but if you actually create, you know, content, like it could be a, a podcast, it could be that a, a, a series with employees or customers talking about, you know, sharing opinion or talking about experiences they've had, you know, straight away, that content is a lot more solid, and there's a lot richer, I suppose, yeah, rich is the more appropriate word, which then it means it's easier to serialize. Because if you have a podcast um, episode of, say, 30 minutes with, say, for example, a nurse, you know, talking about their experiences, but their opinion about the nursing workforce and the future of nursing, or caring for your career when you're busy caring for others, you're going to get a lot of good content from that. And so the serialization through using AI means that what you get out in that serialization is going to be quality whereas if you have just a very narrow limited piece of content in the first place you can't serialize it 100%
1: like mm-hmm. and this this podcast is a fantastic example right so we we could be creating live um a live transcript along with this right and at that, that yeah. tra- the point that we finish recording this a transcript is done um like i use like otter.ai as a really good transcript yeah 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 so powerful the accuracy is unbelievable Mm. um and um yeah the moment that you've got that churned out you chuck it into content cal iq and it's going to chop it up into 25 different segments of content written content Yeah. um, but because it's just going to hoover that transcript and just go yep that that's a highlight that's a highlight that's a highlight because that pattern matches with all these other things and then pulls that out to you that I, for me, yeah, since Shivers down my spine because it's so hot. Oh, yeah,
2: it's absolutely it's such a time saver. I mean, I, I think about that and like and this is a perfect example of how it's not replacing the role, it's about just making the role easier because to go through and find those gems, you know, it's easy to go, let's go for the first thing in the first few minutes of a podcast episode. Because if you has one got time to listen to all, you know, 40, 50 minutes of it. My, having worked in print, <laughs> I always list, I make sure that anything I do, I, I'm not, I, I know everything that's in that content <laughs> before I publish, absolutely. I think that's just something you learn from, if you print out a ton of, ton of print, you know, print collateral, you gotta make sure it's right. You gotta know what's in it. So, so, oh. um, so I think, yeah, that but that's such a time saver because I can then look at it and go, well, no, that's not interesting. But yeah, that was what was said. I remember that now. And maybe the AI shows, you know, that 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 piece of content is maybe bigger. If you think about a word cloud, perhaps I think maybe further than maybe one or two or three, four years time where you go, right, well actually the the energy of the conversation sped up at that point, which means actually that content is, is more valuable and more interesting. So for me, it just it absolutely means you can hone in on on stuff like transcripts. I remember transcribing videos to then do that word document that you then turned into a PDF and you put it on alongside the video as a transcript for accessibility. That took so much time. Then you then hire out people to do that manually for you. But now, as you say, Otter <laughs> transcription, just like done. that, done. Yeah. And you're and it takes literally it's hours of time and. And that's like that's hours that can be spent and charged in better areas. Thinking about obviously offering marketing services is like, you know, it actually means that you're not. It places more value on the hours you spend. That that's exactly okay. your hours should be spent on
1: your creative craft because that's what we're that's what okay. we're all here to do, not in okay. your ability just to 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 write. And I think there's there's two other elements actually um just very quickly to touch on as to to where the future of this goes as well Mm. so one one of which is tone of voice you know any brand manager will obviously you know say we've got a great tone of voice guidelines got our document but really whether your brand is on you know in line with that tone of voice document is entirely subjective there's no there really isn't anything to guard against that whereas um the filters on um, well, building on content Cal IQ, but there's other tools that are already thinking about this as well. Being able to like put in your tone of voice, put in like your persona, who who is it that you're representing? What are the words? What are the tones? Is it warm? Is it soft? Is it, you know, targeting millennials, whatever. All of mm-hmm. that is understood by um, by these algorithms and by this neural network that is GPT-3. All that's understood. So you can run your content through that and it will tweak your content as a result of whatever persona that you've put in your tone of voice, which is that's super powerful. Um, and this is this is burgeoning at the moment, right? So this is still quite a new use case, but in the future I can see, you know, running your content through it. And then the same way that Grammarly will flag up any spelling errors, it will tell you where your tone yeah. is like, you know, we don't use words like this, for example, yeah. you know, um, that's super powerful. And then the, um, the, the final element of this, uh, before i stop my excited spiel um is uh, is around properly and finally unlocking employee advocacy it's an area mm-hmm. i'm personally really passionate about but the reality is it's like you know if you're a b2b business whatever that whatever i was going to use an example but i won't but like whatever mm-hmm. b2b business you are you know employee advocacy is is absolutely a massive route to market for you for your sales team for your exec teams to to be leaders mm-hmm. in their own right to you know, because essentially they're always going to carry more clout than the corporate social profiles. But yeah. the reality is properly unlocking that is super, super hard because you've got to ask CEO of your company, a bunch of salespeople, to say, oh, can you start doing social content? Yeah.
2: They're like, yeah, I
1: like the idea of it, but they're never going to have the time to do it. Brilliant. Well, put in all the individual uh, tones, the kind of thing that makes it feel like Chris is writing this, um, and just get GPT-3 to spit out, all of the different variations of the s- subject matter that you want to talk about golden and then all of the content is then written for those individuals so that it can finally unlock that as a use case um as i mean to be fair that's that is that's the biggest opportunity in front of b2b businesses as far as social media goes, as far um, well in my opinion um and that when you get rid of the creative barriers of I don't have enough time to talk about to write something, and I don't know what to write about. Both of those two biggest challenges of the creative barrier and the time barrier both disappear, um, mm. and that that truly unlocks opportunity.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's um, I think is a you know it's a bit like you know if you ask someone to or oh, could you write a blog post? You know, for us, it's like okay, it's going to take them time to do it. You know so you go okay well, how can we find ways of making that easy for them let's jump on a zoom call and we'll have a conversation and then we'll transcribe it you know it's it's taking it that much, that much further by going look give someone don't give someone a blank page say like, can you do something for us give them a starting point because straight away maybe in part because it's done by technology they'll go hang on a minute the human we kind of do it for the human human race kind of thing. Go, no, actually, it needs to be like this, this, and this. That's a lot easier to do that to change something that is to do something from, from, from nothing. So, um, yeah, in a uh, fascinating GPT three, dear me. But it's like it's it's yeah. As, as I said said at the beginning, kind of I'm I'm always I'm always always leaning towards the, the more optimistic side of things, and I think if this is gonna, you know, this this will make our lives easier Um, but I think going back to my point I think is the key thing is is that I think it enables people to make higher quality content by having more insights that guide the creation of that content but also means you can you don't have to spend so much time creating the volume content but creating the core content the big rock content the macro content or whatever you want to call it um which then means the stuff you use technology to serialize is that content is a lot better because mm-hmm. any content that has no depth or very little depth and very little um richness will you'll get nothing out, out of the software out, out of the AI. Um, great well yeah conscious of time but that's has have been a fantastic you know chat I think definitely in terms of keeping an eye on on developments on things absolutely will We'll get you back on the pod and, and have have chats in you know in in the new year i think what i'll do is i will drop in any links you send over to me andy so people can you know take a look and you know see what content cow is about of course you know but also also see what you know find out more a bit about content cow iq as well so yeah thanks very much really appreciate it mate anytime chris yeah, anytime,
0: mate. Thanks for listening and if you enjoyed what you heard then please feel free to subscribe and it would be awesome if you could leave a review as well it really does help